Hey guys, speaking of awaiting promises, which is what the last thing was, here is the backstory of Training Ground from my book coach who wrote a story about waiting on promises. How relevant to post her interview now. God's timing really is always his timing and it always is perfect. And he really is always doing something in our lives. And this interview and this story, all of this is just a reminder that no matter where you're at, if you're standing on a rock or you're standing in your mud looking for your rocks and some more solid ground and you're in those training boots and you're just like, God, where are you taking me? And where are we going? And how do I seize the opportunities of when you do have something working for me? And a lot of it sounds like it's a lot about of character growing. So without further ado, let me introduce to you my friend and my book coach and author, Taylor Phillips. exchange. I'm just so excited for it because I get to hear about her book and this is actually really my first time to hear about hers. She gets to hear all about mine all the time, but I don't get to hear about hers. So this is going to be so much fun. Taylor, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey guys, I'm Taylor Phillips. I am a Northwest Oklahoma native, um, a wife, a dog mom, a writer, obviously. Um, I do author coaching for the publishing company that's actually publishing my book. Um, as Kendra said, I have, um, I've, my book is actually publishing Tuesday, January 19th, and um, it's called Training Ground from Anointing to Appointing. So um, it's my debut book, and I am super excited for it to get into the hands of readers. So. Yeah, well, I'm excited for you. When, well, and you're not just a dog. You forgot to say horses. Well, ho- okay, yeah. So they're bigger. They're bigger than kids or dogs or anything. So, I mean, I don't really necessarily count them at kids, but as kids. But, yes, we do have four horses. So it takes up a lot of your time, and it's a big part of your life, right? Like, yeah. Absolutely. And it's really the reason we connected because Instagram is very interesting in the way they connect people. They like seem to know when you have more like things, you know, Mm -hmm. like somehow you just randomly popped up and I was like, oh, she's a ranch girl. And it took me a while and I was like, oh, she's an author (laughs) before all that connection happens. So yeah, don't leave that part out. That part's important to me. (laughs) It It is important. It is. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. you guys still like rodeo and all that too, or are you? No, um, yeah, we're we're actually breaking from it. It's kind of been a busy season of doing other things. Um, we've kept the horses, obviously, because we do some stuff that do require horses. And like you said, it's a lifestyle of ours. And even if we weren't around something that we would use horses frequently, or even rodeoing, we would 
we would still have them just because we've both grown up around them and they're just so much a part of our lives. But, um, yeah, it, it will be, and it will be like part of the plan at some point in time to kind of get back into that. But as of right now, we're just, just hanging out and, um, just enjoying them having, or jo- enjoying having them as leisure, you know, riding or yeah. something we're just having as, as an extra hobby or something. So. Right. Well, and probably a really good debrief between writings, right? Yes. And all yes. that's probably what got you through. Like it is time for a trail ride. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the saddle um, in the process of writing my book. Actually, it was really like in the revisions process of just, okay, I need to unwind here. Or um, that's the really cool thing about working from home and doing all of that is that if I want to go out at eight o'clock in the morning or I want to go at two o'clock in the afternoon, I can go and my boss isn't going to say otherwise. So, yeah, yeah. No, and I, uh, the revising part is probably the hardest for me right now. <laughs> I, I second that like, and that's as much as I can handle. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so um, the front cover, hold up your book again. I want to talk about it for a minute. Okay, so guys, this is training ground, and like, I don't know, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, but and you maybe have seen, like, I want you to hear my excitement of, like, when I saw the front cover, I was like, oh, I saw mud, I saw training boots, I saw standing on a tiny rock, because sometimes that's the smallest God feels sometimes <laughs> when you're like, help, you know, and I just, it spoke so much to me, how did the thoughts of the front cover come about? I, I just signed to know. <laughs> Well, I mean, so actually I had a completely different idea for my book cover. Um, I kind of wanted, I was actually initially thinking of kind of a military background, you know, just from the perspective of training ground, but I really didn't want to like cross into that threshold. Obviously, I mean, I've got family who's in the military and several close friends who are in the military, but I myself, my husband, we're not. So it was, I didn't want to like. I didn't want to take away from the importance of the military with a book that really wasn't about it, you know, in that sense. So um, as Jessica and I talked about it, she's like, hey, uh, do you mind if I just tell my husband what your book is about and see what he comes up with? And this is what he came up with. And I love it. I mean, it's it's exactly said I mean there's mud there's rocks there's boots you know so yeah well I still thought you know I knew not to think you know it's not a military book but I did go like it's God's boot camp like and and I just totally understand the idea of again I don't know anything about your book we're gonna get into it more but the training ground it's like the backstory of all the on-stage preparation that I just I love that that thought you know um I had heard that saying a long time ago like don't underestimate the off-stage drama and things that God puts you through for your on-stage performance and um and I feel like that's what your book is it's like that that boot camp of preparation of what God's really preparing you for so yeah I've been I hope that's a good opener. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I'm right. We're, we're on this yeah. trail. Like, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, in super, super condensed version, it is. I mean, um, for years I've known what it is that the Lord has called me to do. But for years I've hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock of, you know, trying things different people's way. Um praying about it, taking steps forward, being told, wait, being told, no, being told you kind of stepped wrong, you know, just 
all of these myriad of emotions and experiences that I went through. And finally, I just kind of reached this point where I realized that God was asking me to go back to the drawing board with him. And it wasn't because I had heard what he had called me to do wrong. It was just I was trying to force things to happen and make them happen in my own timing when my prayer from the very beginning was, God, I want you to get all the glory. I'm your vessel. I'm, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do, yet my actions would have shown otherwise. And so as I went back to the drawing board with him, I realized that he was taking me through this very um, necessary training of dealing with Ishmael versus, versus Isaac, of creating, you know, cheap substitutes of the promise God has given us and dealing with humility and integrity and character. And it was really being just developed in the secret place of, yeah, okay, well, you say, God, I want you to get the glory, but your motivations say otherwise. So simultaneously, it was training, it was healing, you know, and um, after a conversation with a friend of just you know, I realized that people were going through the same thing that I had been going through. You know, they were frustrated because people weren't seeing that what God had called them to, or, you know, maybe they sort of acknowledged it, but there wasn't like a huge, oh yeah, let's set you into this. And I saw a lot of people dealing with people not setting them into place and getting discouraged, or I saw people quitting early. Um, and I remember in a conversation with a friend of just spilling training ground, <laughs> all of the revelation he had given me. And she said, that needs to be in a book, you know, and I knew obviously like the last 10 years, like, I'm supposed to write books, but I was just thinking like it would drop in my lap and I would have an idea. I didn't realize that it would be from a conversation with a friend of sharing revelation from the Lord. And that night I went home and I wrote three chapters. And so, um, it just began to unfold from there and, there was the hand of God was just all over it because I says, I'm like, how did that happen? How did this get here? And, you know, reading back through it again, I'm like, wow, thank you, Lord. Because um, I'm so glad that you're so gracious to me because this could have been a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. So, so just the personalness of um, not just reveal, but you're saying like the character shaping you is taking you through. That's, that's really what's in the book, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things that it's not just me. I mean, these are heart issues that the Lord deals with in all of us. You know, like I said, of dealing with, I think the greatest thing that I've seen as a struggle, especially in the Christian world, is wanting to rush ahead of God's timing um, and thinking, okay, well, he called me to it, so obviously I'm supposed to do it yesterday, you know, and thinking, well, because I'm supposed to do this, I need to do it now, you know, and beginning, because that's what the world tells us, right? It tells us, here's the steps, X, Y, Z, you know, when we were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, then they would tell you the steps to get to that process, you know? And so we're so step-by-step um, -step minded that if we're not doing that um, in, in our walk with the Lord, then we think something's wrong. When in reality, you know, there's going to be a lot of ebbing and flowing. There's going to be a lot of uh, crazy obedience. There's going to be a lot of wait time. There's going to be a lot of time where you're hidden in the cleft of the rock, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, this is developed from my personal story. Um, I, I tried to keep a lot of myself out of it just because I didn't want it to come across as like, I'm better, you know, but it was just like, I realized that what the Lord had done in me 
And as I began to just share this with other people before the book was written, um, you know, they're like, whoa, yeah, absolutely. Like I had a friend who she was a better reader for it and she read through it and she's like, the Lord prevented us from doing this because I realized that that was an Ishmael for me. And here's, here's my Isaac, you know? So it was just really neat to see just how, how the Lord was working in that as well. So since I run kind of more outreach programs, will you please explain Ishmael and Isaac? Cause some people might. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, in the book of Genesis, you know, Abraham and Sarah, they, um, Abram, he was given a promise of a son and it took a long time for that promise to come to pass. And at one point in time, um, Sarah approached her husband Abraham about it and said, Hey, why don't you sleep with my maidservant and uh, we'll have a kid that way, you know? And um, he didn't really think too much of it. I mean, it was a son from his own body. I mean, God didn't necessarily specify who, <laughs> who the mother would be, you know? And so Ishmael was born from Abraham and Hagar, which is the servant. And then um, God had told Abraham, no, that wasn't my intended promise. And um, years later, Isaac was born to Sarah and Abraham in their old age. So right. that's kind of the condensed version of yeah. Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. So, so basically, guys, complete frustration because his wife seems barren. And he's just like, God must have not lied, you know, like this, this isn't working. So I got to try a new way. I'm not, and, and that whole idea that she's saying of like not waiting. And so in his, and there, and, and more his wife's frustration of feeling mm-hmm. inadequate, um, went, go ahead and take this, but later pride and other issues end up really destroying these relationships. And so as she's saying, she took that book and that idea and said, when we push in pride for the things that we want to accomplish and, and the negative things that happen versus just waiting in God's timing for the blessing that he has promised over our lives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know God's timing is such a cliche thing. I mean, whether you're a Christian or not, I mean, we've all heard of God's timing. We've all struggled with it. You know, and we want to know how things are going to happen. We want to know when things are going to happen. Uh, We're people who obviously everything is instant. You know, we can go through a drive through and if we have to wait longer than two minutes, we're upset and angry. Um, But, you know, what I've learned is God's timing. It's not about when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but it's how we stand in faith. It's how we stand in trusting him throughout the process of knowing his ways are higher than our ways uh you know he is far greater than us and his thoughts are higher you know and so knowing that he truly does care about us and he's not just dangling a carrot in front of us of like oh i think you'll really like this like let's keep this here for until you're just tired of it no it's it's a process of like stay in relationship with him and as you do that and as you trust him in the process and walk through that together with him, the timing of God becomes less cliche and more of just about, okay, regardless of when it happens, I believe you said this. And so even if it takes a long time, I mean, think about the witnesses um, that talks about in heaven, like, or not in heaven, in Hebrews chapter 11, you know, you hear about that being the hall of faith where all of like, uh, all of the Old Testament uh, prophets and people who uh, shared the gospel and even the New Testament, like they were given a promise and it says that, you know, they didn't attain it this side of heaven, like, but they still kept going after it because they knew the greater promise. And so 
coming from that perspective of no matter what, even if it doesn't happen in my lifetime, what I'm doing now, the steps of obedience that I'm taking in relationship with him, it's setting up a legacy for those behind me to carry on. Absolutely. I'm so, uh, the other thing that I don't know if you know too much, because you're not actually reading my book. You're just overseeing help, right? Right. Yeah. So our, I really feel like your book is the pre-book to introduce my book. And I'm like, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> you know, seeing a God timing like that, we would connect together, that your book feels like the pre-book of what my book. So like, that's where I'm even more excited to just showcase you because I'm like, this is a great lead in because I hint a lot about the backside, Hi. the backside mm -hmm. of what you have to go through to say, okay, I'm ready for that next, you know? And, um, but, but, back to God's timing. Sometimes God's timing isn't slow. And really, mm -hmm. if we realize that the weight is all that he's doing something, we're not sitting in nothingness. There's a process happening, which is what Taylor's saying that she goes through in the book. Like God's still working on you to prepare you for those things. And there's a lot of, of prep to happen, to be ready for whatever the promise is, you know? And the Israelites and having to wait 40 years before they went into the promised land. That's because they just weren't ready. They're mm -hmm. Not only were they making bad choices, had to be disciplined, but their heart was not ready for what God had for them. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just so excited. I am naturally excited person. <laughs> I think you gathered that in some of my talks, right? What? It's an exciting thing. I mean, God's goodness and just carrying out his his plan to give him glory is an exciting thing. So, yeah, well, um, but but back to the I, you know, I started off writing a book and I kind of thought that it would take years to write a book. And I thought that it would I just I just thought it was this much bigger process. And then it was like when God took me through it again, his timing, because I thought I was writing something different and then he led me a new way. And, and then all of a sudden in 10 weeks, my book's done. And he's like, here's your first book. And I'm like, Oh, well, why? <laughs> so sometimes God's speed and God's timing is totally different, you know, than, than, um, than waiting. Sometimes he's just waiting on our go. And so we gotta, we gotta, just know that we're walking hand in hand with him at all times. And so I just don't want everybody to walk away and be like, yeah, it takes years and whatever. <laughs> you know, like we, we just got to keep priming and keep seeing. So, um, how long was your overall process at this time at this minute? Um, so it's been about a three year process total from writing it. And then, um, two years worth of writing, like kind of unknowingly, like you, like you were talking about there, like preparing for that background and always moving. And, um, it was kind of one of those things, like I knew I should have actually like the last or the two years before I turned it in, you know, signed a contract with United house and then spent about a year. That's, that's how long that process took. Um, as I was writing this book, I was telling my husband, like, man, the last two years of writing, like I haven't had to think much. And so like, how am I going to put this together? Because the Lord had already been unraveling it in all of my writing. And so that like what you were saying, I really just want to, 
to affirm that, you know, uh, we're always preparing. And just because we're preparing doesn't mean we're moving ahead of God. And just because we're preparing doesn't mean it's delayed or anything like that. I mean, the Bible talks about how we need to be ready in season and out of season. And I know that's referring to sharing the gospel, but I also believe that's for what he's called us to and and how we're to uh, walk as his children in, in that identity of who he's called us to be, you know. Um, constantly being ready, ready to say, okay, I'll go over here. I'll go over here and be ready for this. And even in the quiet seasons where you're not being seen, or it seems like it's a struggle or it's not purposeful or anything like that. I mean, like you said, he's doing something in every single season. And so it's not until I got into the process of writing the book that I realized the first two years of him saying, write all of this down, but don't share it with anybody that I'm like, well, then why do you have me write it if I can't share it and then come to realize that, hey, guess what? It's in this right here. So nice. yeah. so, so what's the person that wants to grab this book? Is it the person who's frustrated with the waiting? Is it the person who wants to dive in that that background? Like how 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 would you be like like when you imagine that person like I can't wait till that person grabs it that has that mind frame? What is that? So it's for the person who is frustrated with God's timing. It's for the person who's frustrated with things not looking like they thought everything would. It's for the person who's struggling with, well, how come they're not recognizing what God is doing in me, you know? And it's also for the person who is hungry to just do it God's way. You know, whether it's a college student starting from the beginning, starting to feel the tug of like, this is what I was placed on earth to do or the 80 year old woman who's like I'm really struggling with this because xyz I feel like my purpose is over you know whatever I mean it's literally for whatever stage you feel like you're in when it comes to I'm frustrated I'm tired of having to wait why am I waiting you know what will happen is it you know, if you're frustrated with all of that and you've been in seasons of either like stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, you know, what training ground will do is it will help you revisit those seasons and see what God was doing in your life in those moments. And if you're just starting out of like, okay, I've seen all of these people struggle through this, or, you know, maybe you heard a message or a sermon that was like, go in God's timing. And you're kind of like, what is God's timing? And you're a little bit nervous to get going. I mean, training ground is, is, is literally a training manual that will take you from start to finish. It's, it's from anointing to appointing. It's the journey in between. Um, and obviously everybody's journey isn't going to look the same. It'll look different, but the concept, the motives, the, the issues that are addressed within this are the same, whether you're in the middle of it or you're beginning. So, yeah. Um, I want to reiterate that that's something that's in my book too. And like I said, there's some things that really are, are touching on this. And sometimes we got to backstep. We don't understand what's going on until we backstep and look at the journey that he's taken us through. And so I think that's just amazing that that's what your book does is, is help people go there because a lot of times when people want to go backwards, they want to focus on the bad things that they can't fix rather mm-hmm. than like seeing like, oh, God walks me through this and this happened and that happened. And this was all the good of what he was making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that going backwards can be really discouraging or feeling like you're going backwards, you know. Um, but I think about um, 
I think it's in the book of Exodus, and I and I wrote about it in Training Ground, talking about how, you know, the Lord said, little by little, I'm going to give you this land to possess. But if I gave it to you all at one time, all the wild beasts would overwhelm you, would overtake you, and then it would be worse, you know. And so we have to understand that sometimes halting, though it might feel like going backwards, is just a safety precaution of like, hey, I'm getting ready to take you into this land that you need to possess, but it's going to be little by little. You know, every step that we take, it is possessing the land that he's called us to take, you know. Um, and so don't see going backwards or halting or waiting as as a negative thing. To think about it as like God's protection, you know, in that sense of, hey, he sees something up ahead. He can see the landmines. He can see the issues. And I mean, I'll, I will tell you firsthand, I hit so many landmines, roadblocks, whatever, face first that could have been easily prevented and my husband was in the background like hey you need to slow down slow down wait 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 and i'm like no let's go you know and i'm oh like my oh my gosh my husband also the same thing take this slower take this slower and i'm like what's slower mean <laughs> don't know how to do it <laughs> yeah yeah so that a lot of things can be prevented if we would just trust what god is asking us to do um is not like I said, and it's not about us, you know, it's not about what, what we get to accomplish. It's what he's doing in us. And it's the glory that he receives on the earth. And so, um, if we, if we say we want to give him the glory that requires that we sacrifice our desire for whatever we want, you know, and, and we give it to him. And that's not saying he's not going to give us things that we like, you know, he gives us the desires of our hearts when they, you know, as we spend time with him, they align with his heart and he gives us the desires of our hearts. And so a lot of the things like I've noticed of, as I've, you know, walked with him through this process, like a lot of the things that I've enjoyed have just been like right there with me, you know? And so it's been a fun process through that of like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like I'm focused on him, not the things, you know, I'm not focused on what his hand can give me. I'm focused on his face, you know? So that's awesome. Is there any like favorite part you want to reveal about the book before somebody got it? Is there any, like, I, so my book, I was like, I need like a Jumanji warning (laughs) because some of the stuff that gets rocked for people, I'm like, Oh Lord. Is there anything like that that you would want to tell somebody? Um, I mean, no, it's it's a straightforward, no fluff kind of thing. Um, I will say that, um, you know, for for those who have heard the phrase "God is doing a new thing" and and feeling like, um, you know, you feel like you're kind of walking in circles, and um, you feel like you don't want, you're not supposed to do it the way that everybody else is doing it. And you're kind of like needing to pave your own road for lack of better word, but knowing like, okay, God's calling me to do it a different way, but I don't know how to do this, you know, and maybe you don't have people surrounding you, um, that understand that. And you just kind of feel like you're a fish out of water and abnormal and crazy and whatever else. I wrote a chapter called the pioneering heart, um, which really just unravels, what it means to pioneer for God and what it means and what it looks like. And, you know, it's, it's a straightforward thing. It's not one of those things where I'm like, Oh, everything's going to be okay. And I'm like, uh, no, it stinks. 
sometimes it's not fun at all. Sometimes you will take three steps forward and feel like you just floundered or, you know, whatever. And so it's just, it's literally a letter from me to the reader, to the pioneer, um, just like, hey, you're not alone in this. And I know my launch team, that has seemed to be one of their favorite chapters is that that exact letter of like, you need to talk more about that because I didn't realize that I wasn't alone in this, you know, or I didn't realize that that's what I was dealing with or going through and stuff like that. So that's probably one of my favorite chapters. I have three top ones, but that's that's by far my favorite. I think that that was a good choice because I've actually heard people talking about um, referring to a biblical journey as either like a warrior, a pioneer, uh, like like I've actually heard it broken down that way. So that's mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. That you, yeah. That you felt that. I, I think just that line right there might have just sold you another hundred books with my audience. <laughs> So I was like, I think that was like a God question. And I guess, you know, I'm just flying off the seat of my pants asking you questions because I've told you this is best friend style. We just talk and we see what God does. So yeah. it's my favorite way to do it and see what, what happens. But I'm I'm really excited for your book. And so if people want to find it, they can just go to Amazon and type in Training Ground and it should pop right up. Yep, it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, and Walmart.com. And if you just go to any of those websites and type in Training Ground by Taylor Phillips, um, you'll be able to find it. It is available for pre-order currently, and then we'll go live at 10 a.m. on January 19th. So you guys can set your alarms for 10 a.m. your time, uh, CST, PST, EST, whatever, and um go bombard Amazon with orders for training ground. Yay. So exciting. And it's coming up so fast. So, um, I look forward to hearing more of how this book grows and serves people. And thanks for coming on today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you, Stop trying to plan things because God does have it all planned out. I mean, even the fact that this interview had to do more about promises. And here I was in the lineup of already talking about when to seek promises, when to like push, when to wait. And then here comes the book that explains it even better. And it just all lined up. And then on top of that, I texted Taylor this morning and I was like, hey, um, I don't know. I know we talked about doing a podcast, but I'd kind of like to interview it so that we can even put it up on Facebook and I can pitch it way more as a movie that people can watch and catch this interview, but also for all of our book uh, friends, all of our author friends and our author community, they can see what an interview looks like. And she's like, oh my goodness, I had the same prompting. (laughs) I'm like, God's so funny. He literally is just working out the plans, like all the time, guys, all the time. So hold on, trust God with all the things that he has in store for you. If you guys need some motivation, you know where to find me www.kendradwecarol.com and I'll see you all later. Bye!